Oh, Isaiah, you shouldn't have. Thanks, man. You know what? I had to get you a gift, bro. Like, you know, I, I just don't know what the meaning of Christmas is. Yeah, you know what? I think it's about friendship. And you there. How about you come sit with us and enjoy Christmas with us? I just got to go to the bathroom real quick. Okay, cool, cool. Now this is awkward. I don't know this person. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Come Sit With Us, episode 22, Enter 2021. I am Mark Flores, co-host to my fellow co-host Isaiah Martinez, CEO, co-owner of the Notorious Pin. Uh, make sure you shop uh, the Notorious Pin at El Notorious Pin on Instagram or the NotoriousPin.com. Shameless promotions out of the way. Isaiah, how are you? I'm doing fine. Glad to be here. Glad that we're putting out another episode. I don't know. Will this be our last episode for 2020? Or we still probably can put one more out? I think we could... I think we could put another one out. I got a, actually next week will be, since this is the 27th of December, Mm -hmm. I think we can have the very first episode of 2021 very soon. I think that's doable. You know, I think it's very doable. Yeah. Also, make sure to listen to uh, Isaiah's podcast on uh, the Deep End Network called The Deep End. Deep dives into politics, entertainment, and uh, tech. Anything else I'm missing on that? No, I just noticed uh, the other day, I've been logged in my Gmail account for a while. And I noticed that <laughs> I noticed that when I logged in, I had like subscribers from my webpage. Like you could subscribe on my webpage, thedeepinpod.com. And um, so there's something there still. And, you know, and uh, now I'm off my train of thought. Thanks, Mark. But so you have subscribers you on your Gmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, so I have subscribers on the Gmail. Um, my last episode did really well. I Now I have passed my all time of listens in one episode. Nice. Uh, which is cool. Um, been taking, you know, a little break from doing it for a little bit. Um, but I'm in a good place, in a good state of mind and everything. So ready to get the ball rolling on that again. So, yeah, check it out. Good. Glad to hear that your mental health's on board. I'm uh, going to actually play that point onto the last segment. Um, I want to present the premise to you guys, the listening audience here at the, uh, at the uh, Come Sit With Us studios here in Burbank, California. Soon enough, we'll have a live studio audience, and we're not f- doing any audio in Burbank. <laughs> but um, the, the, next, the last segment, um, sort of like a positive affirmation that I have for you guys. I know that there's been instances on these episodes just because of how many segments we have. We mm-hmm. don't have time for the positive affirmation. Mm-hmm. My goal for each episode is usually about an hour and a half. Anytime it goes to an hour and a half to two hours, I kind of feel that there's the one segment that has to go by uh, that has to be eliminated. And that mm-hmm. is the positive affirmation. So anyway, uh, I wanted to let you guys know. Thank you guys for listening in for. All of 2020, I've seen the listenership and how everyone just tunes in and all the people that direct message me on Mark's Modern Life on Instagram or the Come Sit With Us Instagram at uh, come.sitwithus. They reach out and let us know that they're tuning in and listening in and that they enjoy uh, hearing us. And uh, it's really honestly still flattering to have a show, honestly have a podcast and then have people that aren't your immediate family. They're only they're only people that listen in. Yeah, I enjoy that so much. 
because it shows that we're doing something, you yeah. know, that we're doing something that is that is worth the time that we do. And what better way for me to have a show doing it with one of my best friends and and just having fun with it. I really don't, again, like I mentioned before, I really don't feel like this is work at all. This is one of the best times that I get to to share and recap with you mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks. Now, mind you, I did have Mark clock in through Kronos. So he did clock in. So even though he did, it doesn't feel like work though. Yeah. So eventually what I'm going to do is all these hours that I do clock in, once we get monetized, I'm going to have Isaiah do the accounting for free. That way... Uh, <laughs> What Mark doesn't know is that we are pulling from his trust fund and I am getting a salary for this. Yeah. yeah my trust fund. Yeah. For the Flores estate. Yeah. That's the, I'd be surprised if I ever find that. Isaiah, I finished the book that I mentioned to you back in September. I finished the Andre, the giant autobiography. Oh yeah. Yeah. So how was that? Did you have like a big, like there was a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that I did not know about Andre the Giant. And this book is one of the best autobiographies autobiographies I've ever read. It goes up there with the uh, that Reggie Jackson uh, sports autobiography that I told you about. So in terms of sports autobiographies, mm-hmm. which is all the ones I've read before, like I've read Jose Canseco's Juiced, um, the Reggie Jackson autobiography, the last season with Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. I, it's not much of a... It's a sports... I don't know, sports, it just goes through the last few years of, well, the last year of Phil Jackson's coaching the Lakers. Okay. So, so I did it's that. good you told me that because I almost picked up that. The last season's really good. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Okay. The last season by Phil, props to Phil because if he's co-authored this, he's an excellent writer. It is a page turner, especially because me at that time, I really enjoyed watching the Lakers play. So I was really captivated by the 04 season because it had Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Kobe, and Shaq. Mm-hmm. They're off to and a bunch star. of drama. Long story short, Carl Malone gets injured, yada, yada. They and lose he to the, they it lose on his wife distance. and all that. Um, Still a great read. Page Turner. Absolute Page Turner. If you need it on audiobook, even better because I hope Phil Jackson narrated it. But if not, it's still a good read. I just can't picture Phil Jackson narrating that whole thing, you know, like, I don't know how his impression would go, but I could just imagine, you know, his yeah. voice is very zen-y, like, <laughs> zen-y, peaceful. Yeah, it's like just I'm very... still trying to, like, replicate the way he whistles, uh-huh. because he takes his two pinky fingers, puts them in his, I'm doing it for you, yeah. but yeah, puts it in his mouth and goes off the opposite ends and whistles. I want to do that whistle. Yeah, he's a great whistler for sure. <laughs> great coach first. He's a great hell of a whistler. I don't he's know about like, him coaching. Hell of a whistler, man. <laughs> He'll get your attention real quick. Just like, uh, I wonder. Yeah, I could just. I just want early, early, early audio of Phil Jackson catcalling with that whistle. Yeah, he should have taught Luke hey, Walton. Baby. That. He should have taught Luke, Luke Walton how to whistle like that. And I think Luke Walton probably would have. Been the coach. Yeah, Luke Walton had a lot of time on the bench, even as a player, so he should have learned a (laughs) thing or two. Um, so what did you pull out of that book? Out of so uh, Andre Andre the Giant. The The couple facts that I pulled out of that book was the fact that uh, Andre the Giant got was getting paid in nineteen in the nineteen seventies. He was getting paid four hundred thousand dollars, so four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year 
four hundred to four hundred fifty thousand on average, mm. which is the equivalent, if you adjust for inflation, about nine hundred thousand dollars, almost close to a million dollars. This, like, if you adjust it for inflation now, which takes me to the point of professional wrestling. Back then, if you were a top draw like Andre the Giant and the Hogan's and the likes of all that, you were getting paid a lot. But in comparison to another sport, I also learned that the Washington Redskins actually wanted him to play defensive tackle. Never ever played the sport before, Andre never played football at all. But they offered him $50,000 to play for a whole season. Andre laughed at the idea. He's like... No, I get paid $450,000 a year to, to wrestle. I, I'd rather be wrestling. Thank you very much. Um, I also learned that, that he was a very generous man with his money. He never let anyone pay for dinners that he was a part of. And there is a lot of people that are extremely thankful for the career boost that they got. Mainly Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan had that match at WrestleMania three with Andre the Giant, who Andre, who was at the latter part of his career with back issues and and his he actually suffered through uh, through the Giant's disease, which is acromegaline, which is basically him just growing and growing and growing through like his bone mass would just keep growing mm. and it wouldn't stop. So he 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 dealt with that throughout his whole life. So, which caused his back pain, which caused a lot of issues. And Hogan is really thankful for that because Andre usually had to go into matches in the 80s, in the late 80s. He had to go go into those matches uh, drunk just to ease the pain. So, knowing that now I'm going to watch that match and know that, know that Andre the Giant was probably a couple of bottles of wine deep. Couple of bottles wine, couple of bottles of wine. Yeah, especially because you're bigger, you might have to consume more to actually feel yes. the. There's also yeah. various stories of him consuming hundreds of beers in one sitting, mm. hundreds of twelve ounce cans. So I just am, I've learned a lot of about Andre through this through this book, and I think it's it's one of the best reads that I've had in a long time. It's really. Uh, it really actually got me back into listening into audiobooks now. Mm. I want to listen to more audiobooks uh, in this next coming year. Especially like, your drive. Your drive's perfect for that. Right. Know, that's like a perfect time to to just get into like stuff like that. Yeah. So if if for all the people out there that want to read about not just a man that was a was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but this this guy was a giant in a world not suited for him in places with in which he traveled there's there is handicap ramps for the disabled there is a lot of uh, a lot of uh, courtesies for people with various disabilities but there is no courtesies for people that are tall mm-hmm you have to get everything custom made. You know, there just has to be accommodations that you have to do yourself sometimes when it comes to stuff like that. Andre would talk about times where he was in Japan, where in Japan, nothing is like it. Uh, there's no place like it, especially here in the States, because it's more suited for smaller people. 
So picture Andre the Giant in Japan. It's like, oh my goodness, this guy. That's why they have Godzilla in Japan, right? A lot of people revered him like a titan out mm-hmm. there. And he would do a lot of tours out there too. So it was. Can you imagine on like, like, like the Redskins, for example, that would be like terrifying. Like you lining up on, on the O line and then like, you're going to have to face Andre the giant. I wouldn't. Yeah. That would be, <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know how much bigger he is than a Dominican Sioux, but I mean, I'm yeah, sure yeah, because these, you know, the big. average, the average O line defensive lineman, you know, they're six, five to mm-hmm. two fifty, three hundred pounds. Yeah. You'd imagine you not Andre the giant him. who's, build up at about seven feet tall and about 400 pounds yeah he like how are you gonna just stop like that? you're just, literally just gonna get ran over how are you yeah. gonna stop that i could just imagine his like how many sacks he would have gotten in just <laughs> one fantasy, season even like him on fantasy he would be like um he'd be like <laughs> just a, have him on your fantasy team. yeah just as a defensive like powerhouse dude my next uh i have a lot of other books in the backlog uh especially because of all the audible.com subscription that i've committed to mm-hmm. So I'm going to cut a couple of other subscriptions out. I may have to cut off the, uh, this may come as a surprise, but I may cut off the uh, WWE network. Whoa. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. That's Cause a big I, deal. I really, I honestly don't have time to watch wrestling as much as I used to. Wow. So I may have to cut that. I just want to make sure that I'm cutting something out in replacement of audible for something more productive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but there's the instances that I will rewatch wrestling you know, I'll pay the nine ninety nine and watch WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble. You know, just those big pay per views that I would, you know, before COVID, I'd invite you and everyone mm-hmm. over for. Yeah. So, I want to do the Audible.com subscription like I've had, and I've wanted to do Barack Obama's autobiography. I want to do a lot of a lot of autobiographies and just get deep deeper dives into people that have been placeholders in my life. You know, Barry, The Rock, Arnold. You know, just a lot of people that I, want, I find very interesting and want to get into. And Andre was first on that list yeah. because I, I've i only went off of what I've seen on TV. And all I've seen was just the giant of a man. I never knew Andre Rusimov. I've so never known Andre the right, Giant. Right. I was going to ask you, so as far as like books is concerned, your style of books that you prefer or like are autobiographies, people that have stood out, you know, in your life. That's kind of like what you you're into as far as reading or yeah. reading up on so people. a lot of a lot of sports related people uh political figures also want to read up on um frank sinatra's autobiographies want to see if they're available on audio because i i sitting down and reading to me i need to be doing something else while that's going on mm-hmm. so if i'm driving if i can listen to something on audio perfect mm. if i can do that if I could take a walk and listen to audio, to book yeah. on audio, perfect. Yeah, some, just people, do that. some people like feel they have to be like the old fashioned way and actually sit down and actually read it versus hearing it. Um, I do think there's a difference in doing one of the two, but at the, at the end of the day, you're still getting the, um, the info. You're still reading it or yeah. you're still in, in consuming it, I guess. So for instance, just like that, I mean, while I was listening to the Andre the Giant autobiography, I did a task that I've been doing for the last two or three years and restocking my pins. I would look at what I'm low on and just go through my inventory and just put them back on the put them back on the business card and do, 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 polish mm-hmm. those through. That's those motions are just subconscious now. Yeah. So when I'm doing something that I've been 
doing for the last like two or three years that I know how I know the motions. I know the song and dance. Listening to an audiobook is new information I'm getting while doing something I'm conditioned to do. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it would be easier to receive that information versus me doing something I'm not not really there's no strenuous activity behind it. Mm. I could I could try to listen to an audiobook while jump roping, but pff, good mm. luck with that. I think maybe shooting hoops, like doing like just routine stuff around like I'm used to, maybe okay. But that's where I think music is okay and more acceptable versus something that you're, you know, it's just, it's a cool little activity for you to do. And yeah, yeah, I've been picking up some books lately too. I've been getting to, I've been trying to, I've been wanting to catch up and reading the classics that I haven't read yet. Yeah. So I picked up uh, 1984. Um, I picked up Great Gatsby. I've read it before, but I didn't really like read it. You know, like at this point mm-hmm. in my age, I'm sure I'd appreciate it differently from being in high school, like kind of skipping Absolutely. through it. So I picked up The Great Gatsby. I picked up uh, Catcher. Catcher in the Rye. In the Rye. There you go. Um, so I picked up a few classics that I want to get into. Um, now, I'm going to do it a little differently from you. I'm going to sit down and, and read it. Um, and so I, what I've been doing is I've been reading like maybe a chapter a day. So I'll read like a chapter a day. And then after I read that chapter... Luckily for me, I can go to YouTube and just see kind of other reviews on that specific chapter. Wow. I've never thought of that. Yeah. So I kind of like take it. I kind of do it like a movie. Like that's how I do movies. I'll watch a movie and then I'll try to recap like what did I get from this movie? And then I'll watch, go to YouTube and say, okay, what did somebody else pull from this movie? I'm like, oh dang, I missed that. Okay. And so it makes me appreciate that, you know, much more. Cool. So I've been doing that with now 1984. Which I already think is awesome. Just I'm I'm like four chapters in. I think it's an awesome book, um, and it's really relevant to today. It's talking about the future and it's talking about kind of uh, a big brother kind of system and how they once had freedom but then they lost it and now how did they get into this place where it's um, where they lost you know basically the freedoms and it's you know uh, a big brother type of government. So. Uh, so I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to get my own collection because my dad has all these books. Like my dad was a scholar and like reading and reading and reading. So I want to build up my own, my own collection. So that way these books aren't just for looks like they're just something that I've actually read, but right. I take it from Goodwill hunting too, though. You can't get everything from a book. You have to experience life yourself too. Yeah. So that I learned from Goodwill hunting. Yeah. You know what? What do you know about love? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about war? Were you actually in war? I could you read you Shakespeare and I could just... Like, you, you can tell me Shakespeare, but you can't tell me what a love is. You can't tell me what it is to <laughs> caress your woman. And, so uh, who, who would have thought Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote that? Like, I know, right? Just, yeah. two, just two schlubs from Boston wrote freaking Goodwill Hunting oh, and had those man. lines ready for Robin Williams. Yeah. Incredible. Very incredible. I have uh, a couple of uh, uh, books of fiction. Uh ready to go i have the the god of war one and two in novel Hmm. in novel form they were written uh a little bit after the first two games out came for the playstation 2 so i'm going to read up on those and then there's another god of the there's another god of war uh lore and legends that came out for the 2018 playstation 4 god of war which i'm getting ready for i'm getting all my god of war juices ready just because there's going to be another God of War game coming out in 2021, uh, Ragnarok. I skipped. And see, I feel like I'm, I'm so behind right now because I see. Skipped and one. This is the funny thing <laughs> because I wanted to segue this into the uh, into what I'm going to be talking about right now because Isaiah, 
Isaiah has God of War, the 2018 version of God of War, but I didn't even ask him about it because I haven't asked this question to him in months, but I can strongly assume that if I go into his room, I can make a left or make a right into whatever like shelf he has, and I can find God, the 2018 God of War sitting there collecting dust with the saran wrap seal around the game, meaning he has not opened it. <laughs> You have not opened it yet. No, I have not opened no, it. No, you haven't. Yeah. It's still sitting there. And I'm <laughs> still, I don't know how many years it's been now since like that came out. 2018. 2018. Yeah. Okay. So it feels like a long time. I still haven't opened it and I'm, I'm going to have to because I got to catch up. Oh my goodness. everything that's been happening. Catch up indeed because the first time around, 30 hours of gameplay. Mm-hmm. I spent 30 hours of gameplay. Yeah. The next time around, 10. Mm. The reason why is because you just do... If you ever start that game, take my advice. Do not do the main campaign first. Do all of what you can around the overworld. All the side quests. Get your armor up. Get everything up. And you'll thank me later. Okay. Because you will you will see yourself dead more times see, if you go through the main campaign. What's super bad is that I am now midway. Well, not midway, but I've already started Assassin's Creed. Oh, yes. And I haven't even picked the, up Val- the Valhalla. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Nice. I barely started that, you know, so my brother and my mom and my sister-in-law surprised me with the PS5. And no way. They bought you a PS5. Yeah. I didn't ask for that. wasn't expecting that. So it was a complete surprise. Like I just wasn't expecting that. Um, but I could tell you the real story though with this is that I was, um, wrapping some gifts that I have for, for family and I didn't have the marker near me. So I was just like, Oh, well, I'll write their names on it. Like as soon as I get the marker, I got distracted, never got back to it. So the next day I'm like, okay, I got the marker. Let me write their names on it. But I couldn't remember whose gift is what. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm this trying to figure it out. A like, Seinfeld episode waiting to happen. Yeah. I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, whose name, what, who's, and they kind of, the boxes are kind of similar. And so there's three boxes that are almost about the same size. And so there was one particular box. I was like, who the hell did I get this for? So there? there's three boxes yeah, there's all in wrapping and you yeah. don't know who to give. Yeah. You don't know who belongs yeah. to who. Right. And I wrapped them in different wrapping paper. I wrapped them in different wrapping paper. So I tried really hard to focus on like, why did I wrap it in this wrapping paper for this person? And there was a reason why I did that. So I, I was trying to narrow it down, but there was two gifts that were in the same wrapping paper and I didn't know who, who whose gift this other one was. And I was like, this wrapping looks like my wrapping because it looks kind of crappy. And Did I'm not a good Were wrapping. you able to process of eliminate one of them? Yeah. I eliminated okay, one of them. So I had two and I was just like, I cannot figure what this gift is. So I started tearing off the top. <laughs> <laughs> I started tearing off the top and it was, lo and behold, a PS5. And as soon as I saw that glimpse of that, I was like, oh crap, that is not, that is not my gift that I got somewhere. <laughs> So wait, so so you ended up finding out that the gift that you thought you wrapped uh-huh. wasn't even the gift that you right, wrapped, right? <laughs> oh and, my god! And and I assumed doom, doom, doom. it was mine for it was a gift for me because there was nobody else. My brother already had a PS5, and I'm pretty positive we didn't get that for anybody else. So I was like, oh crap! I just saw my own gift. Right oh now. my goodness! So I was thinking, okay, well, my mom was in, like in the next room over. She was probably gonna walk in the living room any second. And I had like literally ripped off the top part because I thought, okay, this is my gift. I'm going to rewrap it, whatever. And now we ran out of that wrapping paper. (laughs) So I couldn't wrap it with a different wrapping paper. I had to use the same wrapping paper. Otherwise, they would know I opened it. 
And so I had to like tape back that wrapping paper and it looked crappy as hell, but I tried to tape it back and I was just like, let me just put this back. I didn't touch this. I didn't see this. I don't know what this is. <laughs> so when it came down to like Christmas day, I had to act surprised cause I had I actually seen it a little glimpse of it, but I really genuinely was surprised. Like I did not expect them to do that and, and I didn't ask for that. So it was really cool of them to do that. So I'm very happy with it and I'm able to play Assassin's Creed right now. So, you know, it all works out, I guess. Yeah, it works out. You know, it works <laughs> out because you had to do the fake, the fake surprise, which to. is never, ever genuine. Yeah. It's, oh, oh my, oh, yeah, is that I didn't, a know, PS5? I didn't know how far to go. Like, I was thinking, okay, should I go, like, should I cry? Like, should I, like, try to get an Academy Award here and, like, go all oh out gosh. to, like, I couldn't, I can't believe it. Like, or should I went with, like, the, oh, what? That's crazy. Like, yeah. And so I went with that one. Like, oh, I went okay. with the, so like, instead shot. of the Oscar, you ended up just getting an SB. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Settle for the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award on that one. <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting here with you enjoying a nice cup of coffee, doing this show, and um, I can tell you, man, this has been uh, it's, my Christmas was actually uh, it was a lot better than most Christmases. Usually, when Christmas time comes around, uh, uh, I'll have a bunch of family over, and it's just a madhouse. There's a bunch of little my cousins have kids now, and they're just running around everywhere. And, and it's uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Not saying that their kids are, but there's just a lot of people in the house now. And whether it's my uncle's house, my house. Um, but this time around, it was just the immediate family. And it was a lot of, there's a lot of bonding there. You know, there's a lot more, it was a lot more intimate moment. And so we decided, you know, let's watch a Christmas classic. Hmm. I was, I went with my I went with, you know, let's watch the one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, Die Hard. Let's go with that. I uh, you were going to say Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah, Batman Returns. Because <laughs> um, that's technically a Christmas movie, too. Yeah. And Die Hard, a lot of people want to say that it's not a Christmas movie. But what a lot of people don't know is that the plot is centralized on that hijacking being around Christmas. Hans Gruber's crew couldn't have went into the Nakatomi Tower or the Nakatomi Plaza and infiltrated without it being at a Christ- during the Christmas party. Anyway, we decided to watch Friday because when I think of Christmas, I think of Friday, <laughs> right? No, my brother thinks that Friday is an acceptable movie mm-hmm. to watch during Christmas. But man, amazing. Still so good. It is literally about a day in the hood. Not that I know. The only hood hood I know about is the hood of my car. And that's it. The the places I've been at that I've thought were the hood. No, Mm -hmm. no, bro. Nothing of the sort. I've lived in lived in townhomes down south of Rialto. And that's about as hood as it got, because there were some apartments down on the side that and a candy lady. Mm -hmm. It's actually candy lady that we used to go to. But that was as far as. We got when it came to that. I wish Chris Tucker did like part two and three of that. Like he would have been awesome, bro, to still have him in like. But at the time, he was more than the less in the lines of thinking like I just want to do one. I don't want to do back to backs. But yeah, that Smokey end- character is just it, it would have boxed him in. It's it's why Michael Richards is only known for being Kramer. Yeah. Did you like Michael Richards, the dude that played Kramer? You, right. Did you know he had his own his own sitcom? 
for a little while. I heard about that. Yeah, but I heard about it. That's it. Like yeah. you only know him for Kramer on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, Go even up. to be known for that is still good. Right. To be known for something at least. I, I think Steve Carell from uh, The Office said he said to one of those one of his cast like, if if that's all they know us for, then we did something right. Still. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though that guy Steve Carell's done, he's went on and done a lot of successful yeah. movies still. So. But we still kind of know him. He, as he's the only office. saying that to to make sure that B.J. Novak stays uh, <laughs> stays grounded. Even though he's had a he's had I think the last time I saw B.J. Novak it was what the founder. Mm-hmm. Remember he was uh, that dude's uh, he was uh, Michael Keaton. Well, the guy who played uh, Michael Keaton's characters like financier or whatever. Yeah, he was in basically there. gives him the idea of what to do with McDonald's. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he was in there. The, um, he was like telling him like, why don't you just buy the land, dude? Yeah. He was acting very office esque, like the way he is yeah, in the office, big time. The uh, so we were watching Friday. Um, we ended up having um, having some good food, and we all did karaoke. Mm. We're getting I'm getting really heavy into karaoke now. Yeah, dude. I uh, not good at it, but that's what karaoke is about. That's what it is, yeah. and uh, it was very enjoyable. It was cool, you know, all of us did karaoke. My mom did it, but, you know, I guess the thing is that I try my best to make my mom laugh all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's my, if there's one job that I do well on this earth and I'm proud of is making my mom laugh and trying my best to do that. So what what song did you go with? What song is oh, your Oh, dude, I've sang, cup of tea. I sang a bunch. So I did I Size Baby, Mary Jane by Rick James. I did uh, I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. Uh, I did Strangers in the Night, Frank Sinatra, uh, Me and Mrs. Jones, my classic go-to, uh, Bump and Grind, all the holiday classics. Who can bump and grind for the holidays? Um, I also did John Legend's um, Ordinary People. Did that oh, one. A little okay. risky. All right. A little classic. Okay. And I, oh, Ain't That a Kick in the Head by Dean Martin. I did a lot before everyone else decided to start joining in. <laughs> so I did basically like a mini concert for my, it was just me and my mom and Tommy. Yeah. Tommy was there. Tommy ended up doing um, Stay Close by John Lennon. Uh, Danny ended up doing, he ended up doing a few songs. I forget which ones he did. Anyway, I they'll, they'll come back to me. But we all, we all play, did a little karaoke and we all enjoyed ourselves. It was fun. There was, uh, it was a, it was a small family Christmas, and yeah. you know what? I think everyone this year has had that, and I, th- one of the things that we can take away from this year is that maybe our families just needed that immediate family Christmas done once. Mm-hmm. Big families may have never done it at all, and maybe we needed all that to do that. And it sucks that a pandemic had to be the reason why, but it'll make those kind, that kind of Christmas a lot more memorable to me. That's deep. I, yeah. Yeah. I think so too, dude. It felt different, even though it was, you know, we usually get together with my, my, my grandma who's still around. She just turned a hundred. Um, and we usually all get her, get together still because she's still here. We usually, you know, all the, grandkids and cousins and everybody gets together and they all live locally so which it's cool you know i appreciate that we can do that but not 
doing that this year definitely broke tradition. That's something we usually do. And we had it here at my house with our immediate family. And even though it wasn't with everybody else, you miss everybody. Um, it's still kind of like a, like a peaceful, um, peaceful way of spending, I guess, like, you know, just with your immediate family only. Cause you're right. We never, well, I mean, I'm sure there are certain families that do, but, um, I know for myself, we don't typically just spend it with the immediate family. We usually spend it with everybody. Right. So that's definitely different. And I think, uh, it's definitely going to be memorable too. In fact, you know what? I got you Christmas gift, bro. It's what? a hundred dollar Best Buy gift card, man. No way. Can't you... forget you, dude. Oh man. Yeah. I had to do it live on the show, man. Oh, so I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So honey, honey. Uh, well, it says a hundred thousand here on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, Isaiah said it was a hundred thousand dollars. I want to speak to a call manager. Him. Can you call him? <laughs> Can you call Isaiah. <laughs> I thank you, man. That, yeah. that was, uh, I wasn't expecting it at all. It's from the Mark trust fund. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. So thank you, Mark, for that. I appreciate that. Isaiah. Thank yeah. you, man. That was, uh, unexpected. And I appreciate that. The, um, and we're going to keep doing the show because I have no gift for Isaiah to give to him because yeah. I didn't expect this at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, I knew nice job. Guard, nice job. You ruined Christmas by me not <laughs> reciprocating that. It's all good, man. As long as I got your friendship, man, that's all that matters, dude. Are you reading that from the computer? I'm reading that from a cue card right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounded, it sounded so authentic. <laughs> so at the uh, nearing the end of uh, 2020 which has went by very quickly. Are there any resolutions that you got going on down the way? Anything that you see that you need to improve? I mean, is there, is there anything that of that nature going on or are you, are, have you already been working on stuff like that? Well, I've definitely been working on stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of partly why, you know, I've kind of been distracted with doing, um, the deep end, you know, podcast, because I felt like I had to work on my own health and getting that in order. Um, I had to work on a lot of pretty much me just kind of changing a lot of old habits of mine, even like what I eat and what I do and how I've been, um, yeah, just living. So now I've changed things as such as like I'm putting uh, exercise and stuff as a priority, which I should have known a long time ago to do that. But it's one thing knowing that and another thing doing it. So I've been putting that as a priority. Uh, and I've also just been working at being better, like in any way that I can for family and being there doing things uh, that I exactly don't really want to do, but I feel like that needs to get done. So I've been doing a lot of that. Um, and I've been now sort of like talking to somebody. So, um, you know, I'm working on that because I haven't, you know, had a relationship like that for a while. So especially with COVID and stuff, it's been a little different to even do that. So, uh, for 2021, I feel like I'm want to just continue doing that and just, um, be at a better place where I'm doing all that, doing the podcast thing doing our podcast and just be in a better place health wise 
uh, financially. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm doing good financially and I just want to keep building that up. And that's pretty much where I'm at, bro. That's, a, that's the beauty of, of a time like this, because with us not going out as much, that goes a lot of that, that time gets stored in a way as a lot of soul searching within each, within each other. And I know you in particular had a health scare and it's none of that's pretty, but usually usually those are going to be telltale signs that you need, you need to improve with something within your, within yourself. And it sucks because health scares like that, those are the worst kind of warning signs, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's good that you're doing that because you know what? There's just, there's, there's tons of, of beauty about you that it's just, um, there's instances, (laughs) there's instances where I'm just like, you never heard you say that about me. Thanks Mark. Yeah, I mean, there's instances where I'm just like, man, I'm really grateful for the close-knit of people around me. You know, I really strongly believe that, you know, you're, you match the characteristics as the friends around you. And I'm just glad to have a strong system where it's you, Andre, Jason, and then my brothers. I'm just glad it's close-knit like that. And I really never, I really never want to out overextend myself to more people like that because it's just I'm a very devoted kind of guy when it comes to that and when you know when you reached out to me about that issue you had it just like it it broke me man like I never want to see you I never want to see you in a situation where you you're you can be compromised yeah you know yeah it definitely sucks man and I you know the thing is that it's weird for me because the, the the same feelings and stuff that I was having, even with the scare with, you know, you know, dealing with my heart, you know, uh, was very scary, but it also helps me understand people that go through COVID and have those same symptoms because I understand a hundred percent get how scary that can be. And a lot of people are going through that this year. You know, I know I'm not the only person that's went through some sort of health scare. Um, and so I a hundred percent get how scary that is because you do not wish that upon anybody. And it just, it just puts you in a different state of mind and you know, you're having to think about like death and all that stuff. So yeah, there has been a lot of this year been a lot of reconciliation for me dealing with, you know, my relationship with God even and where I'm at with that. And then also just what am I doing? Like, cause you know, when you're come to the end, when you feel like it's the end of your life, you almost feel like I haven't done enough. Like this is too early like this. There's still so much more to do. So I feel like in that way that kind of sparked me too, because being in that place where you almost think it's the end is like now it makes me appreciate things so much more now and trying to get in a better spot again so uh so yeah man it's it's just it's been a just a crazy 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 year um, for me personally but for everybody too I'm, i know that has either caught covid or going through that kind of thing is yeah it's it's scary it's scary but I'm glad now to be here, you know, where I'm in a way better spot now. Like now I can, you know, I can do things like, and it's so crazy. Cause I can't, I can't forget just a couple of months back when that was happening, you know? So 
I've just, I'm now kind of encouraged to like keep going and like I've lost 25 pounds, you know, which is a great start. Um, and you know, now I've, I didn't think I'm here on my deathbed. I didn't think I would be now talking to somebody. So now I'm talking to somebody, you know, you know, like in the best that I can in COVID era, trying to wine and diner. So it's just completely different from, from where I was about six months ago to now. And, uh, I'm appreciative of God giving me that time and that, and that extra time that I need to, you know, regain my life because I really do feel like God had a lot to do with that because man, I was in desperation, you know, praying out to God and I kind of thank him for, in a way saving me. I think he say I think he like literally saved me, but like two times I feel like. Yep. So, yeah, there's, there's been plenty of instances where I thought I was a dead man. I, I don't want to really go into that right now, but there's just, there's just a lot of instances where I, I constantly have a spiritual, I constantly have a spiritual fight within myself where I really, I really do think that there's a, there is a God. But the thing is, is that we are, we as humans, and this is just my personal belief. And, um, but I just feel that we as humans have no comprehension of what or who he is. And for us to quantify and try and like, even think that we can try to quantify is just an insult to whoever created us because we have no idea my personal opinion only on that. So with that being said, it's like, I have no, there is no boundary to follow in terms of the spirituality. So the only thing I can really do is just meditate and just try to find, try to find the soul within myself, you know, and based the base on the fact of how I'd like to be treated is how I treat others. And I ask the golden for it. rule. Yeah. All yeah. I do is follow the golden rule at the end of that. And when the only reason, the only time where I, I'll get really upset and shocked is the times where the people I've been giving golden rule to blow up on me. That's the only time where I'm just like, <laughs> you this get, ain't cool. Uh, you get like, me, myself and Irene on them where you, yeah, like, you it's, know, it's, it goes back to Hank. Yeah. It's a lot of, there's no pent up rage with it. I just like, like, uh, I've learned a lot now to where I can just discuss things with people versus getting angry, which is a lot better because back in the day, like there's been outbursts that I've not been proud of. Yeah. So trust me, I know. Um, but going back to that, it's like, even with your resolution, that's great that you're centering yourself and you're actually knowing that there's a lot within yourself that you need to improve, which is great. And it took, I'm glad that it took. It didn't take the stereotypical New Year's resolution kind of thing for you to do that. You know, I want to let everyone know, including with me, like there's no resolution that I have to fix. You know, it's just the constant, the -hmm. constant improvement that I have to do within myself. So it's like I've learned that, you know, as much as I love watching, watching wrestling, maybe I need to read a few more books here and there, you know. Instead or maybe of just me. get into wrestling, just go full on, like be a wrestler. Like, yeah, exactly. Just that's, I think that's what I really <laughs> Mark the shark, everybody. God, Mark the shark. I could, I could, that just smells the lower card for the rest of my life. Never main eventing ever. It never, it doesn't Introducing pass. Mark the shark. Yeah. It, it does not. <laughs> that name 
this is the Vince McMahon thing. It doesn't pass the WrestleMania test. And what the WrestleMania test is, is like, just, just go with the wrestler's name. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mark the Shark. That does not pass the WrestleMania test at all. And that's why it works. The Undertaker. It's, it's an anomaly. That's why oh, it works. Yeah, it will never, that would never get over. Um, but Mark uh, the Shark Flores. Okay, throw him Flores in there. The, um, the main thing I've really wanted to prove to with uh, with myself I've done I've done since last year and that's just been meal prepping and just making my own meals. Oh, it yeah, sa- I've seen you it saved me a lot of money just eating chicken, rice, and veggies the whole this whole year, twice a day. And, you know, I could divulge, have my cheat meals during the weekends or whatever and not feel bad about it. Um, I've actually laid off carbs during the week now, so I I don't even have rice anymore. Like, so whenever I eat, you know, fried potatoes or like hash brown, I don't feel as guilty because I've been okay with just greens and protein. Um, so there's a lot of things that I still want to get off the ground coming in 2021. And the main thing is, is that I'm thankful that ever since 2016, 2017, it's like, I just devoted myself to just changing the bad habits that I've had, you know, uh, no longer, no longer do I excessively drink, you know, excessively drink multiple times in a, you know, multiple times in a week, you know, I'll have a few beers here and there every, every so often, but doing it in the middle of the week. No, that's not me anymore. You know, like I'll wake up and I'll see a couple high lifes that I used to drink when I'm like, when I was nowhere near where I should have been. You know, like I wasn't ha- proud of being that guy, but uh, no longer do I do that. No longer am I just eating crappy foods all the time. Mm-hmm. So making your own food is is one of those things where it's like, you know what you're putting in your body. Since we're going like in a more serious topic, like, are you are you getting serious with anybody like? Um, no, actually, not as of right now. I I really hope that I can eventually, I really hope that I can eventually. And there's honestly, um, there's honestly a candidate or two that could fill that role. But, um, due to the goals that I have in mind, uh, I really believe that around age 35 is when I really want to lock something down in terms of relationship. But if something ever comes earlier or if there's just some sort of, Miracle on 34th Street that decides to happen, then it happens. <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> I'm not talking like a kid or anything. No one needs that. You know, um, I don't need a $100,000 tab a year. Uh, but, you know, just if a relationship decides to come across the way and it just happens, then it happens. But I've set myself on... Hasn't one kind of come across its way? Have any? No, no actually. <laughs> I don't think... It's not I'm even asking this question. I don't think, I personally don't think there has been just because of, of how I communicate Mm -hmm. and how I let people know and how I let people know that I'm honestly not looking for a relationship right now. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've transparency and communication go a long way as yeah. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. And I'll be completely honest with you about Mm -hmm. that because it's just, you have to let someone else know how you feel before anything develops Mm -hmm. and as long as you're as long as you do that 
then you've done your job. You can do the theoretical wiping of your hands and saying, I've done what I've, my mm-hmm. job is done. Mm-hmm. That's well, always, that's the thing I've been. It's just that like things move fast sometimes. So like, you know, I've been in, in like dates and stuff where things go really quick, really fast. And not that that's not good, that that's great. Cause you guys are hitting it off or whatever, but I, I kind of also want to like kind of take the time to actually get to know the person too, you know? So especially if you think that they're worth the time. Right. Yeah. 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 We're not getting any, we're not getting any younger, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I have the gray hair of a 40 year old man. So that kind of like, play, that kind of plays you've a part too. You've had the gray hair for some time now, like since yeah. even the twenties, I think. Yeah. It's, got, like it's gotten a lot more crazy. Yeah. But I think it's because you've been stressed, though. I feel like you've had multiple <laughs> jobs and everything. And you were like, you had a lot of stress. Uh, a lot of debt will do that to you in your twenties. Um, I, I, th- I blame I blame my dad for my premature grade because he got it early thirties too. Oh, he did. But I got it. I remember my first. I was like twenty years old, and I saw this little speck, and then that just came into more, and I'm like, what's going on? And then lo and behold, pff, bunch of them. But it's I'd rather have them now than later. It's a cool thing. Um, but yeah, like uh, I'm glad this conversation deviated into lover's corner. It would be very beautiful of you, Isaiah. I love the fact that no, this is Mark more, this is more of a... Mark always tries to avoid that, that zone. Here I, have like my, here I have the segments that. that I wrote down of the show that we Go. wanted to get across. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then here he comes with like... When he proposed this question to me, he had like the... the He had the brow of Larry King and like the questioning, like the soft questioning of Barbara Walters. So he just really did his job in asking these questions about relationships and love. Totally something that we really don't like discussing here on Come Sit With Us. Um, put your boy in a little spot. But uh, I like that. That's what I like about this guy. Um, speaking of souls and doing soul searching, yeah, I want to talk about the movie Soul. I want to talk about the movie Soul that came out during Christmas. <laughs> so um, for people that don't know, you know, the Soul came out on Disney Plus uh, and it's... It has the premise of, you know, this jazz musician who's like a teacher and he's trying to make it into being a musician. And and yeah, that's the, like kind of like what it seems to be about. Right. Right. And that there's it uh, it dives into the the construction of new souls and yeah. to souls going into the afterlife. So instead of soul, like in music, like that's what I thought it was going to be about, like the soul in music, like he was feeling it or something. It ends up being literally, like, no, literally his soul. And um, <laughs> I thought that was funny because I didn't see it going in that direction at all. And it totally went like, whoo, went like left field. Um, so in that movie, there's a part where they're talking about like people or souls that are like in the zone. Like, so if you're playing like a solo, you're in the zone or uh, or if you're um, if you're what playing a certain sport, you're in the zone or whatever. Yeah, so there's an actual literal a literal place within the the confines Spirit of this area of the soul. Yeah, where when you're in the zone, you actually just transcend. Yeah, you transcend into the spirit realm of being in the zone. It connects it right, and then there's the opposite of that where you're like not in the zone. Um, I forgot what they called it, um, but it, there is this opposite of that where you're like literally just. You just don't got it. 
And um, so they showed examples of people or things that didn't get it. <clears throat> and one of those, <laughs> one of those examples was the Knicks. And it shows somebody like, you know, flopping on a, on a layup or a dunk or something where yeah. like, you know, so when they're in the zone, like sh- there was a person that was able to distract them while they were in the zone. Mm-hmm. And she like threw something at the soul and it kind of knocked off this guy's game. The guy misses yeah. the dunks and then it says, and the Knicks lose again. <laughs> and then she says, yeah, I've been messing with that team for years. Yeah. And <laughs> the movie soul is based in New York. And I, I love the fact that there was, I saw about like four or five Knicks signs in there. I didn't see Madison Square Garden, but. Um, oh, so you saw Knicks signs in there, like little Easter eggs in there. Yeah, there was a kid a kid in his class actually had a New York Knicks sweatshirt. Didn't, I didn't see that. Um, okay. There was also uh, an, another Knicks t-shirt that I saw during the movie. Uh, but yeah, they, they insulted the New York Knicks, which is, it's, it's common. It's so common I guess now. when they had Linsanity, they were in the zone, I guess. I hope so. They well, transcended. Well, Cause you gotta remember Linsanity was just a cup of coffee for that season. It no, wasn't. Linsanity transcended, bro. He transcended the sport, bro. Let's <laughs> not lie. Transcended. He transcended into the zone, bro. I like. He was literally in the soul. I like the fact that they also had a tribe called Quest. Uh, they had one of their songs in there. They also had this guy actually had a Tribe Called Quest poster in the back of his barbershop. That mm. was cool. They're missing one thing in that movie, Soul. And I think it was one of the most missed opportunities for that soundtrack for the closing credits. Mm. I know that? you got Soul. That's why mm. I came to teach those who ain't say my name. Like that song, I Know You Got Soul by Eric B. and Rakim. That song would have been the best thing to close it on because mm. the beat's perfect. Um, I, we'll close we'll close this episode out on that song just so people know like hey soul could have had this at the end credits or in the beginning or wherever and it would have been perfect because the song is literally i know you got soul it yeah, would have been perfect that did it. yeah i yeah. would have just sealed it the movie to me was okay i i really thought it was you know in terms of a pixar flick it, there's one thing that i didn't i didn't really get uh, as far as like the closing plot, well, one of the closing plot points in the third act, I'm not going to, you know, we're just going to be spoiler free. But for people that uh, it's just a re- it's a, it's a it's a very average Pixar film. It's not cars. It's not, you know, it's not uh, onward, but it's re- it's a really it's a really generous Pixar film. And I, I enjoyed it. It's just one thing. One thing in the movie just didn't make sense. And then that's when I'm just like, ah, all right. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, I agree with you. What you what you think about it? I I think it was uh, the same. Uh, I feel like it was a great movie to watch. I don't think I'll be coming back to watch it again no. uh, anytime soon. But uh, it was good. It has the it had its funny moments. Great. It had its funny moments yeah. too. Um, I I did like the accountant. Um, when he's like trying to count up all the souls in there, and he was <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, there's something off," and he goes through each file one by one. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, I, I like the fact that he's like, "Oh man, there's a lot of Garcias in there." <laughs> I was like, yeah, look, "That Garcia folder probably goes so long, man." Uh, Wait till he gets them to the Rodriguez folder. Yeah, that was the funny, um. So. so yeah, Soul was uh, Soul was very entertaining to me. I I do wish it was more about the soul of music. Like I wish it just kind of went in that direction more than the yeah. literal soul, but you know. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, the one thing I really wanted to close out with people 
on come sit with us um, in terms of positive affirmation is something that I've recently discovered uh, within myself. And it's something that I am glad I have and I'm able to just lay back and I'm able to relax. So I'm working this current position that I'm at with this job that I've had. I've transferred from my old job, manager job, and I'm now going to be manager and trainee to wherever the hell they put me. I have the experience. I can do it. I just want to know the role that I'm in. The beauty about that is that I am not cuffed to the confines of that company. I know that I have the power in this situation because I'm working for them, but I know I can go to a bunch of other places of the like of, you know, of the area that I work in and go somewhere else. I have the power in that situation. I'm not dependent on that position, nor would I ever be dependent on that situation because I have plans in the back pocket. What I want to tell people is that you, at any job that you're at, what you have to do it with honesty. There's no half-stepping when you do a job. You, you will get found out. So that's why you always got to do it to the best of your ability. When you do your job to the best of your ability, you're not playing yourself. You're not playing other people. And that's when you have the power in that situation. If when you have all that power in the situation, like that company is indebted to you because who's going to know more than you in that situation? That's why I encourage people all the time to just be the best at what they do at whatever job they do. The last job that I was at, the last day I was there, I straight up told them, I was like, you're going to give me this much money. You're going to give me someone else on staff. And they gave me the offer today. So if you're not going to match that offer, I'm leaving and giving you my two weeks. That's when I knew I had the power. Like, that's where I realized I was like, no, like I'm not going to, if they're, if they don't abide by that, I have somewhere else to go. It's so important for me to, to let people know that because I barely like realized that. And it just came at like a moment of clarity to me to where, to where I can be confident in what I say. And I confidently went up to my previous bosses and said, Hey, look, this is what I want. This is this because of how hard I bust my ass at work. This is what I know. And this is what I can do. So either I'm going to accept this other offer to the other company at the consequence of you give me more money and give me someone else on staff because I've been overworked. They didn't do it. So I've left. Now I'm at this other company and if it works out, it works out. If not, I know that I can, I left on good terms at this other company that can go back to my old job or I can go to other places. You know, I have the power is mine at that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, there's just been times where I've, I've, I felt super stressed about jobs and I'm just like, never again, is that ever going to happen? Because as long as I put forth a great effort in the beginning, people will see that I, you'll move up rank inevitably. And at that point you'll have the power to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I always feel it's important to, 
you know, when you do the best in your job to always do the best and also learn, take from it as much as you can. Cause right. you're going to always carry that with you. Like I always carry my experiences from all my previous jobs with me, even to this day, even to this point, you know, the times just talking with people or providing resolutions, giving options or, um, just my training and learning of how I even approach, you know, my emails, like how do I handle emails? You know, I can ha handle high volumes because I've failed before. So I've failed, you know, constantly and I've always taken away the most out of those experiences because, you know, I don't ever want to fail again, especially on the same thing. So I always take that whenever there's a time where I've failed and like, in something, maybe it might've been like getting back to somebody or, you know, or having to work long hours because, you know, I can manage this better. I've always learned from that and I wouldn't be where I'm at today had I not had those experiences and those failures. And anytime I go to a job, man, it's always about what, what can I take the most from me? Because I know anybody, anybody can fill this position, right? Anybody can fill the seat, but I have to take from this job the best for me. And so I always save links. I always save, you know, formats of templates, different templates. Of, yeah. I save all that stuff that always comes with me. So wherever I go, I have a database where I, I save all those links, any good sources I got, any good templates. I save all that. So wherever I go, that goes with me and I can, you know, I can pull up like something like, Hey, this is what we used for termination before it's, you know, a whole packet, you know, or like, oh, we got this template for like time and attendance. Like this is something we can use. It always comes with me because that's what, that's the only way we're going to have our own. We're going to be able to control our own. Uh, and that's why when I had my last interview, you know, she said, well, we're going to still look at people. And I'm like, well, good luck with that. Because you're looking at the person right now that would feel that. I mean, I am totally qualified, very confident in what I can do. So good luck with trying to look for somebody. That's a perfect instance of where you had the power mm -hmm. because that potential job, you theoretically don't need it. Yeah. But you just extended it out anyway. Yeah. That was one of those situations. She tried to really like throw me off. It was one of those situations where right from the get go, I can tell she didn't just like, she didn't really like me just right from the get go, just from, you know, first appearance. And I understood that right away. But I still went with it and she asked me some very hardball questions and I was able to knock them out of the park. Yeah. You know, she goes, she looked at my resume and she goes, you know, you've always had, you know, you've always had leadership above you. You know, how is it going to be with when you're going to be the one more responsible? And I said, I mean, I wouldn't be here if I didn't feel ready for that kind of task or to be responsible. And I told her I've had so much training. I mean, I've been put through it with paychecks. They, they work you hard and yeah. they, and also I've been uh, an apprentice basically of all the, my bosses that came before this. And I've been very close. I've been studying them. I've been like an understudy, like seeing why did they make this decision? What worked best? And I've also went from being a payroll vendor to being with a small company to being with the large company, you know, for this very purpose to understand what works. How do you grow a business? How does it, run successfully how what do i have to think of ahead of time so i told her i'm pre i'm very prepared for this and she was just trying to throw me off you it's know? so good it's so good when you have when you when you finally realize you can make moves like that mm -hmm. a lot of people that 
you know, and I put this in quotations, don't have the power because it's not a real power. It's just, you know, confidently knowing that because you've been put through the gauntlet of your previous jobs and that you've actually put forth the effort that you can go into wherever you need to go confidently and say, hey, look, this is the best effort that I can do. Whatever you don't know and experience, you make up for and hustle and trying to know it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. So the uh, where I really want to get across to people is that if you're not doing that now, you don't go in and thinking that, oh, I got the power. Pfft, hey, look, this is why I think of you, you, and you. No, no, no. <laughs> if you don't think you already have it, then you don't. But what you need to do to develop it is like, hey, if you're half-stepping at work, start small start coming in on time start coming in 10 minutes early and waiting and you know waiting at work i don't know like whatever you think you got to fix fix and then after a couple months ask people hey is there something i need to improve on is there something i need to fix you know always keep yourself on your toes yeah and and there's a difference too because there are people that they they hold knowledge and they don't share it like there's people that for job security right they'll know this one particular thing and they don't want to show anybody because that's their job security. Yeah. That's their so gimmick, they'll, really. they'll hold that knowledge and feel like they have power from doing that. And there is a difference between somebody like that and somebody who does share, but is very confident in knowing that, you know, they can, they can still excel without having to like withhold knowledge from yeah, people. Man. So there's definitely a difference too in that. Yeah. Cause I've seen people that try to gain power by holding knowledge. And it's like, that doesn't, there's never been to me to me there's never been a like a more like heartfelt moment for me because there was one person that i used to i used to work with she used to work under me over at my previous job and i i showed her everything i knew i just was like girl i want you to thrive i want you to do the best job that you can while you're under me because if you're doing the best job it's a reflection of the, the department not me it's a reflection of the department it's always been to me, it was always her and I. It wasn't like, oh, this is me and you're just helping. No, it was always a, a we were in unison. And no better moment was I felt way like I felt that because of what I did as far as helping her out and wanting to see her thrive. Dude, she ended up going to a different company making as much as I make with the same kind of benefits of what I get currently. And thriving in her own regard at a different company. And she needed, she needed the money more than I did. Because as far as me being just a single man. Mm-hmm. Dude, she had two kids. She just wanted that for herself. And she literally got way more money than she makes now. Uh, that she made back then. And I'm just happy for her. Because she was a reflection of my characteristics of what we did as a department to make it, to make that company thrive. It was beautiful, dude. It was, uh, it was like, it was like fucking poetry just because of she, she had the power before I did. She left before I did, you know, like I was just like, Oh no, what am I going to do? But then it took me a couple couple of months to realize it's like, no, wait, the company doesn't, I'm not at the will of the company yeah. now. Yeah. I know so much that I can go to somewhere else and make it work. And yeah. that's what I did. And I, I see the, the shit storm that they were in for a couple months just because I left and because of the person that helped me to left. So 
have the power, guys. I encourage you guys to, to, if you guys don't have it already, start small and then end up just kicking ass eventually. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. But as soon as you come to that realization, you'll just be like, wow. I, like it'll just come to you like like a like a flash in the pan just mm-hmm. oh wow i do have the power to do whatever the hell i want yeah and you got to trust yourself sometimes too because i know sometimes it's like hard because either management or whatever they'll try to like you know they'll talk kind of like not down to you but kind of talk like you know you're just this you're just that yeah like, they'll puff their chest you know you're just you're just a a, a person you know and you're not ready but you got to trust yourself and know that you are ready. And when you feel ready, you, you are ready. You got to trust that, um, and make the best decision you can for yourself. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to come sit with us. Um, you know, from what we've gotten out of that, make sure, uh, make sure you get some resolutions done out of your way. Maybe knock out a couple audiobooks, get into your physical and spiritual well being. Try all that. Um, also, um, watch the movie Soul. It's really good. It's a good once over. You'll enjoy it. Um, and I also want to want to leave you guys with the message of look, hey, uh, we all we all know that 2020 wasn't anyone's year. Um, with me, it came with a lot of loss, but I do know that I do know that better days are ahead because. With those losses, I still was able to thrive in my own regard with uh, with a, a new job uh, and a lot more a lot more to give within my business. And it's just been not as uh, as, a, as a productive year as I'd want it to be, but there were still a lot of achievements I could take away despite us being in the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. And being in one of the worst pandemics this world has ever seen. So despite all that, I was I was still able to take away some stuff that I'm like really proud of. So I hope that even despite during this time of 2020 that you guys were able to take something, maybe not in a, in a work sense, but maybe in a physical sense that you were able to take away from yourself that, hey, look, I improved something about myself. Um, I was able to make the right choices health-wise, et cetera, et cetera. So... If you haven't done that in 2020, you know what? This is the time where you could say, look, 2021, this is going to be my year to do what I got to do to make it happen. You know, and if it takes a resolution to do that, then that's what, you know, that's what the new year brings. It brings life anew to yourself to, to, again, to thrive in your own regard and look at Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) Lieutenant Dan before scum. You know, I always think of him in New Year's whenever he was in the wheelchair. Yeah. Like gets all upset at her and all that stuff. But then later on you see him like he marries the right like girl for him. Yeah, even Lieutenant Dan will get his. <laughs> Be Lieutenant Dan, guys. Um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 22 of Come Sit With Us. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Martinez. And most importantly, be well.